Hello, friends. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Attractive Vino Wine podcast, episode one. And I figured what better subject to kick things off with than rosé because it's spring, the weather is beautiful, people have lots of backyard barbecues and or baby and or bridal showers and or housewarming parties to attend or just straight up weekends to enjoy sitting outside. You want something crisp and cool and refreshing and rosé is perfect for that. There are tons and tons of different types of rosé though. They come from all over the world. They are made from so many different types of grapes. And I've decided to narrow this down to four different categories just to make things really basic and really simple. So you've got a great jumping off point. Maybe shop within one of these four categories before kind of branching off and trying something totally different. Um, I right now am drinking a rosé that I haven't even mentioned on this sort of shopping guide, if you will. I am drinking a Cabernet Sauvignon based rosé out of South Africa. It's made by Mulderbosch. I'm going to snap a picture actually of the bottle and put it up on my Instagram. I've talked about it before, but it is such a killer rosé. It's about 13 bucks in the LCBO. Um, side note for anyone listening to this outside of Ontario, LCBO is the Liquor Control Board of Ontario. So it's our provincially governed wine, beer, and spirits store. And that's where I buy all my booze. But this is a great rosé. It's about 13 bucks. Comes out once a year. So just in the spring. So I buy it by the caseful and then hang on to as much as I can before buying it again the following year. Because it's such a killer price. It's super delicious. I love it. You cannot beat the price. Anybody who tells you that <laughs> all good wine costs more than $20, those are just garbage people. Don't listen to them. Anyway, I'm going to jump into the episode here. Like I said, I've broken rosé down into four categories just to help you shop to narrow things down to make it all less overwhelming. But before I get into that, here's how rosé is made. So your red wine grapes are collected, they're sorted, and they're destemmed. And the color of the rosé is indicative of how long the grape juice has touched the red grape skins. So the period of time that they are in contact with one another is going to determine how light or how dark your rosé is. So the juice is then removed from the grape skins, and then the fermentation takes place without the skin. So just the pure juice by itself. And then the wine's sort of stabilized and they pop it in bottles and then you pop bottles and then you enjoy it. That's rosé. Easy peasy lemon squeezy. But uh, it is made from red wine grapes. That's what gives it its color. So little factoid for you to uh, share at your next uh, mixer. <laughs> so like I said, I've broken rosé down into four categories. And these categories encompass the different colors of rosé. Some of the great wine regions where rosé is made, again, just to help you shop so that you're not going through every single aisle wondering where you should buy your rosé from. And then the flavor profiles. So grouping this all together, trying to come up with something quick and concise that you could just tuck in your back pocket, get into the store, buy your rosé and have fun with it. Uh, the cool thing about rosé too is that the color of the rosé is pretty indicative of the flavor profile. So if your rosé is like a lighter, peachy, apricot kind of strawberry blonde color, it's going to have more citrus characteristics to it, both on the nose and in terms of the flavor palette. And the darker the colored rosé, so more of a dark corally bordering on red, like a dark, dark pink color, it's going to be a little more berry, raspberry, cherry, strawberry, kind of like jammy flavor. So that helps you too, depending on what you're in the mood for. 
uh, shot by color. So another cute little factoid for you. <laughs> Category number one is the light colored, more minerally rosés. So these are going to have flavors of mint, uh, lemonade, so slightly sweet, almost like a kind of like a candy-like component to it, a watermelon, grapefruit, a little bit of strawberry, and you can get some great light minerally rosés from Spain and southern France. Second category would be sort of the light medium colored rosés, so kind of like a light coral, and they're probably going to be a little more floral. Um, so you're going to get roses, rose petal, a little bit of violet, not so much violet because that's kind of indicative of like a darker, um, sorry, like a, like a darker red wine. But um, a little bit of rose uh, petal and violet there, some orange zest, uh, cherry, some herbs, and you can get right, uh, really, sorry, bleh, really great light medium floral uh, wines made from Pinot Noir. And of course, you can get great Pinot Noirs from California, from Oregon, from France. So places that make great Pinot Noir are going to make great Pinot Noir rosés. My third category is more of a medium uh, colored rosé and sort of a fuller bodied like a rounder palette um, and when I say rounder palette I just mean it's a best of both worlds it's that sort of citrusy um, combination of flavors you're gonna get from a lighter rosé but then some of those darker <clears throat> berry ones as well so raspberry almost like peppery clove kind of cinnamony flavors um, but some wildflower as well and you can get amazing uh, wines of this type from Sangiovese, which obviously is in Italy, but uh, California as well. I'm a big California wine fan. I'm just going to declare that on episode one so you know for future. We're going to be talking a lot about California wine. It's my favorite. And then lastly, these four categories, I've got our fuller, richer, um, like darker colored rosés. The ones that are almost like a pale red wine, like a dark, dark pink, kind of orangey. And they've got more of a savory palette. So um, like red bell pepper, peppercorn, a little bit of lime zest. They're going to be jammier and more full of those berry flavors I was talking about in the beginning. And those are coming from, well, in their best forms, in my opinion, uh, Shiraz grapes. Um, Shiraz and Syrah are the same thing, in case you didn't know. So in places like Australia, it's called Shiraz. In places like southern France, it's known as Syrah. But they're the same. It's just, you know, one calls it one thing and one calls it the other. I don't know why. That's just how it is. Kind of like uh, Garnacha. Garnacha in Spain is called Garnacha. But Garnacha in southern France is called Grenache. So... Again, I am just busting out these cool little facts for you to uh, <laughs> share at your mixers and your cocktail parties and stuff. You're going to sound so cool. Um, but yeah, Syrah and Shiraz-based rosés are great out of southern France and California and Chile. Another one of my favorite rosés is uh, from Chile, Casiero del Diablo. It's a Syrah-based rosé. It's about 12.5-13% alcohol if I'm not mistaken and again like 13 bucks so it's amazing what you can get for less than $20 for rosé it's so so cool and you can also make some really killer cocktails with rosé uh, mixing them with various spirits you can make great rosé sangria yeah so go nuts have fun with it it doesn't have to be overly complicated I hope you found this episode even slightly helpful 
to get you shopping and uh, I hope you got a great bottle of rosé in your glass by the end of the weekend one that you can share and enjoy with friends please as always drink responsibly do not drink and drive and I can't wait to have you here for the second episode which I hope to come out with in about a week or so of course any feedback feel free to dm me on instagram at attractive please don't be a jerk <laughs> if you have to be a jerk i pray for you but i'm not even going to spend another minute thinking about it so thank you so much for listening and i will talk to you guys soon bye